0: Hey guys, welcome back. This is Caring is Swearing. My name is Samantha and I'm your host. So, today I want to talk about a really important topic. Um, it's a topic that is very important to me. Um, it's about domestic violence. So, if you are tuning in now, I want to warn you that this show will be very informational, but it will also be a very long show. So if you don't feel like you're in for the long haul, I would suggest that maybe you tune out now. Um, but I do want to plea with you because even if you don't know anybody or are not currently in a domestic violence situation or know anyone who is, I feel like it's important for people to at least stay long enough to hear the signs and how you what you can do to help. Because um, it may even be somebody you don't really necessarily talk to, but it could be a coworker. it could be... Uh, somebody in a restaurant, I mean, you could really save someone's life. So even if you could just tune in for, you know, 10 minutes, I promise you within that 10 to 15 minute time frame, I will get to the point of, you know, how to recognize signs and things like that. So I do want to start out by saying I got all this information off of um, the domestic violence hotline website, which is www.thehotline.org. If you feel that you are in a abusive relationship, um, in any form, there are many different forms, but if you feel you are in an abusive relationship, I plead with you to please call. Uh, their number is 1-800-799-SAFE. Their number again is 1-800-799-7233 or SAFE. I will repeat that number throughout the show. I will have it posted to my Facebook page, my Instagram page, um, and if you don't know it and you don't want, can't ask us, you know, ask my show uh, personally for the information. Uh, if you can't get on there and look, I mean, please contact me personally. My email is samantha.vickery at gmail.com or it is swearing. At gmail.com I did give up my personal email just now because I really want you to understand that if you feel like you can't talk to anybody I am a real person I will really help you um, so I want to start off by saying this website is a hotline um, it's a hotline that provides life-saving tools and immediate support to empower victims and to find safety and live free of abuse um, this empowers victims and survivors Advocates are available in over 200 languages. They also have a deaf and hard of hearing service available. Um, It is TTY 1-800-787-3224. Again, that number is TTY 1-800-787-3224. At the domestic violence hotline, um, their highly trained expert advocates are available 24-7 to talk confidentially with anybody in the United States who is experiencing domestic violence, seeking resources or information or questioning unhealthy aspects of their relationship. Because some people may not even realize that they're in a domestic, you know, situation. Um, there's, like I said, there's so many different kinds. So here are just a few services that this website offers. Uh, Path to Safety. No matter where you are in your relationship, planning for your emotional and physical safety is extremely important. Help for friends and family. Um, are you concerned that maybe a friend, a family member, a co-worker, or someone else may be in an abusive relationship? There are ways you can help. Help for survivors. Are you struggling after leaving an abusive relationship? Survivors may face ongoing emotional or safety concerns, but there are methods for surviving and thriving after abuse. Help for abusive partners. If you identify as abusive or you're concerned that your behaviors may be unhealthy or harmful to your partner, we can help you uh, learn about the potential for change. I am reading this verbatim off of their website, so please do not think I am actually a part of this organization because I am not. But I will help you in any way I can get to these people and they can help you from there. Um, Legal help. If you're considering taking legal action against an abusive partner, learn more about your options and rights. Deaf services, they provide education, outreach, support for the deaf, deaf, blind, and hard of hearing communities. Pets and DV, looking for a safe haven for you and your pet, Uh, they will find pet friendly shelters with the Safe Havens Mapping Project. What to expect when you contact the hotline. Um, You might be feeling anxious about reaching out to them for help, so here's, um, they give you ideas of like what you can do and what you can expect when you contact them. Um, These are things you click on when you get to their website. I copy and pasted them so that I could tell you what services they offered. Uh, They also have tech and social media safety which technology is ever-changing and it can be used to jeopardize your safety or as a means to keep you safe. And again I will be posting this stuff to my Facebook page as well when I go to post this episode. So real quick I want to do some statistics because it's important for you to know these are facts. Um, This is just general on average 24 people per minute are victims of rape physical violence or stalking by an intimate partner in the United States More than 12 million women and men over the course of a year Nearly 3 in 10 women. That's 29% and 1 in 10 men 10% in the US have experienced rape physical violence and or stalking by a partner and report a Related impact on their on their functioning nearly 15% of women and 4% of men have been injured as a result of IPV that included rape, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime. One in four women and one in seven men aged 18 and older in the United States have been the victim of severe physical violence by an intimate partner in their lifetime. IPV alone affects more than 12 million people each year. More than one in three women, that's 35.6%, and more than one in four men, 28.5% in the United States, have experienced rape, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime. Nearly half of all women and men in the United States have experienced psychological aggression by an intimate partner in their lifetime. That's 48.4% and 48.8% respectively. Females ages 18 to 24 and 24 to 35 I mean, I'm sorry, I'm to say that again. Females ages 18 to 24 and 25 to 34 generally experience the highest rates of intimate partner violence. That is what IPV stands for, intimate partner violence. From 1994 to 2010, about four in five victims of infant, infant, intimate partner violence were female. Most female victims of intimate partner violence were pre- previously victimized by the same offender, including... 77% of females ages 18 to 24, 76% of females ages 25 to 34, and 81% of females ages 35 to 49. I do want to repeat though, it's not just women. Men can also be victims of abuse. Sexual violence. Nearly 1 in 5 women and 1 in 71 men have been raped in their lifetime by any perpetrator. Nearly 1 in 10 women in the United States have been raped by an intimate partner in her lifetime. 81% of women who experienced rape, stalking, or physical violence by an intimate partner reported significant short or long-term impacts such as post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms and injury. 35% of men report such impacts of their experiences. More than half of female victims of rape reported being raped by an intimate partner and 40.8% by an acquaintance. For male victims, more than half, 52.4% reported being raped by an acquaintance, 15.1% by a stranger. An estimated 13% of women and 6% of men have experienced sexual coercion in their lifetime. and This means unwanted sexual penetration after being pressured in a non-physical way. 27.2% of women and 11.7% of men have experienced unwanted sexual contact by any perpetrator. Stalking, 1 in 6 women and 1 in 19 men in the United States have experienced stalking victimization at some point during their lifetime in which they felt very fearful or believed that they would or someone else up to them would be harmed or killed by a perpetrator. Two-thirds, that's 66.2% of female victims of stalking were stalked by a current or former intimate partner. Men were primarily stalked by intimate partner or acquaintance, 41.4% and 40%. Percent, respectively. Repeatedly receiving unwanted telephone calls, voice, or text messages was the most commonly experienced stalking tactic for both female and male victims of stalking. 78.8% for women and 75.9% for men. An estimated 10.7% of women and 2.1% of men have been stalked by an intimate partner during their lifetime. Children. A child witnessed violence. And 22 percent—that's nearly one in four—of intimate partner violence cases filed in state courts. Thirty to 60 percent of perpetrators of intimate partner violence also abuse children in the household. There is a common link between domestic violence and child abuse. Among victims of child abuse, 40 percent report domestic violence in the home. That's from a World Report. One study in North America found that children who were exposed to violence in the home were 15 times more likely to be physically and or sexually assaulted than the national average. The U.S. Advisory Board of Child Abuse and Neglect suggests that domestic violence may be the single major precursor to child abuse and neglect fatalities in this country. Here's one that really, I feel like is important. If you have a teenager in your home, I feel like you should really pay attention right now. In a nationwide survey, 9.4% of high school students report being hit, slapped, or physically hurt on purpose by their boyfriend or girlfriend in the 12 months prior to the survey. About one in five women and nearly one in seven men who have have ever experienced rape, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner first experienced some form of partner violence between ages 11 and 17 years of age. More than a quarter of male victims of completed rape were first raped when they were 10 years old or younger by a perpetrator. About 35% of women who were raped as minors are also raped as adults compared to 14% of women without an early rape history. Most female victims of completed rape, 79.6%, experienced their first rape before the age of 25 and 42.2% experienced their first completed rape before the age of 18 years. One in 10 high school students have experienced physical violence from a dating partner in the past year. Most female and male victims of rape, physical violence and/or stalking by an intimate partner that's 69 percent of female victims, 53 percent of male victims experience some form of intimate partner violence for the first time before 25 years of age. 43% of dating college women report experiencing violent and abusive dating behaviors including physical, sexual, tech, verbal, and controlling abuse. Nearly 1 in 3 percent) college women say they have been in an abusive dating relationship. 52% of college women report knowing a friend who has experienced violent and abusive dating behaviors including physical, sexual, tech, verbal, or controlling abuse. More than half of college students who report experiencing dating violence and abuse said it occurred in college. And 58% of college students say they don't know what to do to help someone who is a victim of dating abuse. 38% of college students say they don't know how to get help for themselves if they were a victim of dating abuse. More than half of all college students, 57% say it's difficult to identify dating abuse. There are so many more statistics you guys, but I cannot I don't have the time to go through every single one of them, but these are posted on the um, Domestic Violence Hotline website. Now, here are the warning signs of an abusive relationship. They'll tell you that you can never do anything right. Show extreme jealousy of your friends and time spent away. Keeps you or discourages you from seeing friends or family members. Insults, demeans, or shames you with put-downs. Controls every penny spent in your household. Takes your money or refuses to give you money for necessary expenses. Looks at you or acts in ways that scare you. Controls who you see, where you go, and what you do. Prevents you from making your own decisions. Tells you that you are a bad parent or threatens to harm or take your children away. Prevents you from working or attending school destroys your property, or threatens to hurt or kill your pets, intimidates you with guns, knives, or other weapons, pressures you to have sex when you don't want to or things sex, do sexual things when you're not comfortable with them, and pressures you to use drugs or alcohol. Domestic violence does not discriminate. It can happen to anyone of any economic status, race, religion, sex, sexual orientation, age, and background, and absolutely anyone at any time can become a victim to domestic violence. Domestic violence includes behaviors that physically harm, arouse fear, prevent a partner from doing what they wish, or force them to behave in ways they do not want to. It includes the use of physical and sexual violence, threats and intimidation, emotional abuse and economic deprivation. Many of these different forms of domestic violence abuse can't be occurring at any one time within the same intimate relationship. Now There's a wheel, and I will post this wheel when I post this podcast, but they use this wheel at this um, center, or on this, for this advocacy, um, and it's basically a wheel of just continuous. You know, it just keeps happening over and over again. Um, using intimidation, making them afraid by using looks, actions, gestures, smashing things, destroying property, abusing pets, displaying weapons. Using emotional abuse, putting down, making them feel bad about themselves, calling them names, making them think that they're crazy, playing mind games, humiliating them, making them feel guilty. Using isolation, controlling what they do, who they see, who they talk to, what they read, where they go, limiting their outside involvement, using jealousy to justify actions. Minimizing, denying, and blaming, making light of the abuse, and not taking concerns seriously. Saying the abuse didn't happen, shifting responsibility for abusive behavior, saying that the, a victim has caused it. Using children, making them feel guilty about the children, using the children to relay messages, using visitation to harass them, threatening to take their children away. Using, This says using male privilege because they talk a lot about women because women are the, most of the time the ones who are being abused, at least that's what's reported. Treating her like a servant, making all of the big decisions, acting like the master of the castle, being the one to define men and women roles. Using economic abuse. Preventing them from getting or keeping a job, making them ask for money, giving them an allowance, taking their money, not letting them know about or having access to family income. And finally, using coercion and threats. Making or carrying out threats to do something to hurt them, threatening to leave them to commit suicide, to report her to horror him to welfare making them drop charges making them do illegal things the hardest thing for a victim of abuse is to leave now I know that's one of the most commonly asked questions is why don't they just leave well let me tell you I've known somebody who's went through something like this and it's not as easy as you would think um, you have to remember these people have, most of the time lived with years and years of being put down, uh, being controlled, feeling like they're not worthy, they have no power. They have nothing left of themselves. They are hollow. They are a shell of who they used to be. And it takes a lot to break through their wall to convince them that that something's not right. Now, I used to see these signs all the time with somebody I knew. Um, I even you know, came home and said to my husband one time, I wish you would be more like so-and-so's husband because, you know, he, you know, does all these things for her. You know, he sends her flowers. He does all these things. And, you know, she acts like it happens all the time because she never acts surprised when she sees the flowers or this and that. And now looking back, I know why he always sent the flowers. And now I know why she always ignored the flowers because it was a guilt of his he maybe it wasn't a guilt maybe it was just a please don't tell anybody I remember asking her all the time if we could go do this or go do that she always couldn't she always had errands to run or things to do and now looking back I know that she wasn't allowed to go do these things Um, she wasn't allowed to have friends outside of a few people Um, and even then that was hard and the hardest part for me And I'm not trying to make this about me, but the hardest part for me now looking back is I wish so much I would have not been so stupid and naive. And I wish I would have just said, hey, are you okay? Because I think in my heart, I knew something wasn't right. But I was so young and so new to our friendship that I didn't want to say anything because I didn't know. But I did know. But now I know that even her closest friends that she's had for years and years and years had no idea either. She was that good at covering for him. And he was that good at making sure that nobody knew. So if you know in your heart somebody you know is going through something like this or if you feel even a little bit, just ask. The worst that's going to happen is they get upset and say, no, how could you ever think that? But at least you know they're okay. I mean, it's more important to know that they're okay and they're safe and they're going home to a safe place every night versus not knowing and they sending them home somewhere that's not safe for them or their children or anything. Um, so, again, why do people stay in abusive relationships? Well, they believe abuse is normal um, because you have to remember, leaving is the most dangerous time for a victim of abuse. They are literally challenging the power of their abuser by leaving. I mean, that that's a lot. That's a big hit for somebody who's always in charge. So a person may be afraid to find out what will happen if they decide to leave a relationship. Um, fear of being outed. If someone is um, LGBTQ and they're in that kind of relationship, um, they haven't come out to everyone, they're afraid their partner may reveal their secret. Or if they feel embarrassed or shame, um, low self-esteem, they love them. And that might be hard for somebody like you and I who's never really been in an abusive relationship to say, how could you love somebody? Who treat you like this well they don't know any better they don't know any different they don't know what real true love is What what good love is um, don't judge them just validate how they feel you know you're gonna get a lot further validating them than you are by challenging their every everything they say cultural religious reasons language barriers immigration status lack of money and resources and they may have a disability um, there are so many different types of abuse, you guys. And I just feel like I had, this healthy, I had to get this out there. I really wanted to give some free advertising to some companies who donate parts of their proceeds to, you know, hotlines and shelters and victims of abuse. You know, to help them get a better life, get a better start in their new life. So, um, I didn't get any of those before I started. Uh, but maybe... You know, by the time I post this show, I'll be able to give them some advertising. But I just want everybody to know that, um, again, if you are experiencing any of those signs or you know anybody who is and you don't know what to do to help them, the first step would be if you're somebody who thinks that you know somebody who would be going through this i would suggest the first step would be to go to this hotline page which is www.thehotline.org and they have tabs at the top that will there'll be a drop down tab and it'll say on there like do you know somebody who may be experiencing abuse or help for friends and family go to that tab you know or chat with somebody live on the on the website and they always have people on there ready to chat um, also if you are deaf and hard of hearing and you feel like you know somebody or needs to help somebody or you are somebody who is experiencing domestic violence in your home, um, go to this number call this number TTY one eight hundred seven eight seven three two two four. 787 3224 again that's TTY one eight hundred seven eight seven three two two four. 787 3224 If you are somebody who again needs some help or need know somebody who needs help or if you're an abuser or you feel like you may be an abuser and you need some help to get some resources um, please call 1-800-799-SAFE 7233 which is 1-800-799-7233 Thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast today I hope that this reaches somebody who needs it and I hope you get the help you need and again if you need any support or anybody to help reach out for you my, number, my email is swearing at gmail.com or, caring, or samantha.vickery, V-I-C-K-E-R-Y, 2010 at gmail.com. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful week.